The Sharks lose a close nail biter in the finale of the NHL Global Series in the Czech Republic, three to two. We'll break down that and some thoughts on the initial season coming up next. But first, in case you want to be part of the show and teal together and interact with us, check us out across all the social media pages, that being Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, the shenanigans that go on in the Discord, and everything else at tealtownusa.com. I am pleased to be joined by Mr. Ian Reed. How are you doing this afternoon, Ian? I'm here. No one can find me. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the great white north, hunkering down, watching hockey. And, uh, you know, I guess similar to our boys, they couldn't find them either. Couldn't find themselves in the third period. But uh, that was a game. <laughs> that certainly was a game. <laughs> and... Um, I think it was better showing definitely than it was yesterday for sure. Um, but there's still a lot of questions about this team and, and just kind of broad strokes, Ian, right off the bat. What what did you come away with after this game? Yeah, I think it definitely was a better game than yesterday. I think that should get said, right? But the reality is, is that like broad strokes, I think goals are going to be hard for this team. Goals were hard for this team last year. They didn't really do anything to change that coming into this year. So goals are going to be hard. Um, and I think when you put yourself in a hole where you need four goals to win a game, you're not going to win very many games if you're this team. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think, like you had said, goals are going to be very difficult to find. And I think it's going to be very top heavy once again. Um, you know, it was the Hurdle and Timo show last year, and I think we're probably going to see more of the same, um, especially because of the talent or lack thereof that was brought in this season. Um, a lot of depth pieces, a lot of guys that are good for grinding, but um, not a lot of goals there. So um, quickly going into that first period, the Sharks would actually score first on the power play. Uh, it comes 14-24 into that first period. Luke Cunning with his first goal of the season. Limbaum and Ferraro with your assists there, and the Sharks go up one to nothing. I thought the power play was a bright spot today. Um, I felt that the the power play came came away with only one goal, but I think that they could have come away with multiple. Um, and, and I like the entry and I like kind of the uh, offensive setup where they've got, um, you know, a big body crashing the net, whether that's Cunning or whether that's um, Lorenz on that second unit. And yeah. I think it's it's making for a little bit more space for guys like LeBanc and um, Eric Carlson to kind of work. What are you seeing on the power play, Ian, that that you like and, and maybe is a little bit of a departure from last year? Um, I, I've kind of been so-so on the power play so far. Um, they have like a couple of set plays that they really like to go through that haven't really paid off so far. Like you will see, like they'll give the puck over to Timo and Timo immediately looks for Couture, who's been able to kind of sneak into the, the, the low point, the, the low slot there. Um, and I think it's good, but I think Nashville kind of figured that out and 
they weren't able to make that set play this game, although they looked for it a couple times, but they were really quick to, even though like there's obviously some set plays that they have here. Um, I think they, um, I think that they adjusted better a little bit better this game. Like Nashville obviously figured out that Couture play and they kind of adjusted to it. I like the, I like the addition of Luke Cunning so far. I know, I know when, when it was moved, like obviously um, a, 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 rookie that guys were kind of excited about and John Leonard moved so let Luke Cunning come over. Um so far I'm I'm not hating the the addition of Luke Cunning to this team and I think that's a that kind of a goal is why you brought him in here. He that's the way he's going to score. So Yeah, for sure. And and again, another just another big big body and another guy crashing the net getting some extra space. Um and and I think we'll see some more things um I think we'll see some more things develop. And, and I think that that power play, I, you know, I think it has the makings of maybe a top 15 power play, um, especially if they're able to get more guys. And when I say top 15, I mean like maybe 15th or 16th, um, <laughs> you know, having guys that can, um, you know, get to the net a little bit more, a little bit less um, afraid of, of the, the hard areas, so to speak. Um, but it's all going to really depend upon, um, Cunning and, and uh, Lawrence um, getting to those rough areas and, and willing to, to keep there night after night after night. And that that's going to be, you know, the, the biggest question mark is going to be the, the continuing staying power of that power play. And if they're going to continue with the structure that they have now, or if, you know, like last season, they'll kind of revert back to old habits, bad habits, because, you know, it's just not working for them. So, We'll see, definitely. Um, but we got a couple of super chats in the donation uh, bin, so thank you, uh, Twenty One Pucks, um, for the super chat. Uh, <laughs> waiting for us to uh, pump up uh, Mario Ferraro's tires. I think there'll be a little bit. Uh, maybe Mario giveth mm-hmm. and Mario taketh away this evening uh, afternoon uh, if you're on the West Coast. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk about that. And then uh, Puck Mom putting up. Um, uh, or hockey mom, excuse me. Puck mom is Eric's mom. Hockey mom's my mom, um, and she's putting up a, a super chat donation. So appreciate that. And uh, again, thank you everybody for um, your continued support. I mean, we uh, we've said it numerous times, but you know we can't yeah. do this out without you guys. So and gals, and uh, you know we really appreciate all of the help. But going into that second period, uh, the pendulum kind of swung a little bit towards the Nashville side. Nino Niederreiter with his second goal of the season. Johansson and Yossi with the assist. They're coming in at four. 35 in the second period this was just a quick bang bang play um you know i i on this particular goal i saw kakinen maybe overcommit a little bit to that right hand post but of course he's tracking the puck so you gotta you've got to track the puck as it's coming down on that right hand side he's he's tracking it but then um at the very last second nino nino riders just left out all alone uh on the left hand side and they do a cross ice pass back of the net it goes yeah um look this blue line's atrocious uh and this is this is exhibit a right um obviously like it was a good play by Johansson I thought to get the puck to the net and I just no one picked up Nita Ryder I think Benning tried to pick up Nita Ryder but um failed abysmally and you know it was a hell of a is a hell of a way to for him to sneak in there and 
and put the puck in the net. But this unfortunately was a sign of things to come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, completely left open. And again, you know, Kapokoknen is left out to dry. And like I said, he he does overcommit to that right side post just a little bit too much for my liking. And maybe he's a little bit back in the crease. But again, you know, Niederreiter is going to score. Niederreiter shouldn't be able to, shouldn't have that clean of a path to the puck yeah close to the net there's just it's all there is to it yeah they're blown definitely blown assignment there uh fritz while uh willsman fritz is i'm going fritz wilmson Wilmson. thank you so much for the uh super chat donation and uh love the show and hello from the game all right awesome awesome glad you enjoy it i hope you enjoyed your time there i mean obviously score probably wasn't something uh that was uh ideal for either game but i hope that you know yeah you enjoy your time so yeah and um big bird pulling up in the chat the starfish (laughs) yes we saw a few of those Uh, we did we did um now getting back to the uh to the rest of the game after that goal it seemed like the Sharks tried to wrestle back um, the momentum just a little bit because at 4.45, uh, about 10 seconds later, Logan Couture gets a comeback goal. His first on the season, Lawrence and Ferraro with the assist. Ferraro having a two-point night tonight with two assists, tertiary, may they be. But, you know, Logan's goal... Just a good quick rush back goal, um, and, and it was good to see them kind of fight back and, and kind of say, hey, you know what, like, we'll, we'll stop the bleeding here. What did you see on that goal, Logan? Uh, <laughs> Ian, what did you see on Logan's goal, Ian? I mean, just, the, yeah, like you said, like, bang, bang, play. Um, it was nice to see the Sharks come back. Look, Logan Couture, I think, is a guy who gets um, a lot of heat in this fan base, and I don't know if all of it's deserved. I'm sure I'm sure some of it is, but I don't think all of it's deserved. I think they really need to figure out what this line is going to be uh, because right now they they haven't really found much. Like, I, I like I think Lorenz had a good game, but is, is Lorenz the guy you want to be, you know, like, is... is Again, there's a lot of guys playing in miscast roles here. Like, if I like Lorenz's game, but um, I don't know, man. Like, they need to find Couture a steady, some steady line mates to see if we can get some chemistry going. And if it, I mean, if hey, look, if Stephen Lawrence ends up being that guy, that's fine. But it's ugh, problem problematic. Uh. Taco Cruiser, thank you for the super chat donation. Asking, do the NHL Network replay on ESPN Plus? I don't know. I don't know that either. Um, I want to say that it does not because tonight, uh, for tonight's broadcast, I actually had to use the NBCSN app, so I was watching via the app. Um, but uh, over on YouTube TV with an NHL Network. I think they had it on NHL Network, but they didn't have it on ESPN Plus because I have ESPN Plus and I was looking for it there. So I don't think so. And, you know, again, it kind of kind of interesting that the ESPN Plus broadcast did not pick up the global series. Might have been like an exclusive rights thing. Um, But again, it does kind of create a little bit of confusion where you can find your sharks. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll get that that. figured out and uh, again you know i think they were kind of funneling everybody towards nhl network um but on that that logan couture goal it was a quick um you know uh 
quick one-timer um, from the slot. Very good pass um, from Lawrence. Mara Ferrar doing a good job bringing up the puck. Yep. And and again, like you had said, there's going to be some flux on that second line. And yeah. is Steven Lawrence really a second line player? I, I don't know about like, that. Like I think Luke Kunin's probably going to be on that second line once Barabanov's back. But yeah. I, for now, it's just I don't know. It's it's rough, right? Because I think the Sharks again. You know, we've we've said this many, many times that the Sharks have like what four top six forwards if you're being generous. Generous. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, I think Kevin LeBanc is still not showed me that he's a second line player. I mean, and and so you're saddling. I think he's been okay though. Like I I haven't really had any issues with Kevin LeBanc's game so far. Uh, and not that I have found issue with his game. I just don't know if he's if he is a second line player because we haven't seen that player in a long time. So, yeah, I mean, ugh, that third line too. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot wrong with this team. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, the uh, the Predators. I think really their their talent started to take over in that latter part of the second period. Uh, at 629 in the second period Philip Fursborg with his first goal of the season Duchesne and Granlin with the assists there and I mean this is just a great goal by Philip Forsberg just doing the the whoops here it is there it is <laughs> in the back of yeah, the net it's yeah. again defense um I also wonder too with how easy the nets were coming off cuz like I think you'd want to see Cockenden get I, I can't remember if it was left to right or right to left, but you understand what I mean. Side mm-hmm. to side. Do you think you wanted to get him moving side to side a little bit um, cleaner? But because of how I wonder if he just couldn't push off hard enough because he was worried about um, worried about pushing the net off. Because I think it was going to get to the point like we didn't really see the net come off a whole lot this game. But after it came off a couple of times a little quizzically this game, I wonder if the refs are like enough's enough, guys, like we're going to start calling this. So I wonder if, you know, maybe Kokkinen didn't. And again, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I just this is just me wondering out loud um, if maybe he didn't get the push off the post to get to the other side as as much with as much force as he would have done it, say, in SAP Center. You're you're absolutely right. We did see that um, that goalpost keep coming off, and and I was surprised they didn't call any penalties from the first game um, because they, right. And I think when it came off like a little bit easy again in the you know in the in the this game, like it didn't seem that like we didn't really see that happen a lot throughout the the rest of the game. So I wonder if the refs are like, okay, guys, we got to call this. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if this is bad ice or whatever. We're gonna start calling this and magically no one no one knocked the net off anymore yeah i i I think you're absolutely right there ian and you know looking over that goal again just an incredible effort by philip forsberg oh yeah yeah i don't want to take anything away from forsberg there but again like you know should you have that clear of a path around the puck with you know around the net with the puck like no probably not and Um, i think that that even that sequence started somebody was saying from a giveaway from eric carlson in in the zone and Look, I mean, Eric Carlson is Eric Carlson and he's going to have the, um, you know, the target on his back, you know, so we're going to be micromanaging and micro scrutinizing every move. But he didn't he didn't look bad today. Right. I I mean, mean, this blue line, this is a blue line that has Jacob Magna and and Matt Benning. And and people want us to talk about Eric Carlson. Right. Really? Like you have. 
you know, and, and to a lesser extent, Radim Shimek, right? And we know what Vlasic is at this point, but obviously Vlasic's not coming out of the lineup. Like, the, you have, what, three bottom-pairing defensemen out of your six? And some are trying to, like, some are making the case that, you know, maybe Mario Ferraro's, maybe Mario Ferraro's not a 3-4, maybe he's a 5-6 too. And you want to talk about Eric Carlson? Like, I mean, shit. There's bigger problems on this blue line than Eric Carlson. I I know Eric Carlson's the easy punching bag, but if that's where if that's where you want to go with this, like, I mean, you do you, but Jesus Christ, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when you've got you know Mark Edward Vlasic logging in 19 minutes tonight, and yesterday I think it was like 20 minutes, and and we we know the 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 struggles and the um, regression that he's had in the last few years, and when you're relying upon a guy that you know, might be past his prime for 20 minutes a night. That That's a little scary, right? And I think that, that can, just kind of goes to show you where the um, uh, where the confidence lies and, and where the confidence is in and around the, the players on this team and especially on the back end. I mean, Jacob Magna only put 10 minutes and 30 seconds on the ice tonight. Radim Shimmick only played 13.40 tonight. So you're... you're we're already starting these questions of over-reliance upon a single set or two sets of guys. And in this case, Eric Carlson marks 27-24 and Mario Ferraro logs 25-14. I don't... Like, the story is, like, this is the worst blue line in the NHL. I, I, I would say... That's the story. Yeah, I would say that this is probably a 28th, 29th ranked defense in in my opinion i think that there might be a couple more that might be a little rougher but uh, again you know you just have to look at 20 minutes a night for mark edward vlasic yeah like this this is this is a bad blue line and again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let this show devolve into an eric carlson good eric carlson bad thing you want that technologist is tomorrow i'm sure they'll have a blast right right but like this is the worst blue line in the league. Eric Carlson is the only guy on this blue line. That's that's reality. That's that's the story. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know, we we're also looking I'm also looking here you've got Matt Benning spending 2 minutes and 20 seconds on the power play. I mean, Matt Benning power play? That's Well, that's what happens when you don't have like That's I mean, and that's the thing, right? I think that's the that's the real story here is is just like the guys that they've patched holes with they're not they're like they're there's a lot of just the same guy right again like i said you've got maybe you've got at least three bottom pair defensemen and some of them are playing you know big minutes with with your best player on the blue line I think Glacey points it out. I figured out why Matt Benning got a four-year contract. It'll give fans someone to hate while the Sharks finish out Vlasic <laughs> and Civic's contracts. Yeah, I look at um, – yeah, again. It's 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 a really bad blue line. There's, there's holes in this lineup. Look, obviously when Brent Burns had to – Brent Burns had to go. Like, they had to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like – this is this is the lot. This is the bed that Mike Greer has made for this team. Now, what's going to happen going forward? I don't know. It's 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 a really fascinating thing, right? Look at the cap's going to start going up again, right? So a lot of this, a lot of these guys that he signed, like it's not going to matter at some point. 
But right now, this isn't a good team. This is a team that that's the, the, the big thing here is this is a team that is going to have a hard time manufacturing goals and a harder time keeping goals protecting out. their goalies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I don't think I think Reimer was fine yesterday. And I think Cochran was played a good game. And Cochran was, was good tonight. Yeah. Like it's not the goalies. So but you can only I mean, the goalie can only do so much when your blue line's made of Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. So. Again, like you, if you can't score goals and you have a hard time keeping pucks away from your goaltender, it's not going to be a recipe for success many nights. Yeah, and we look over at Nino Niederreiter with his third goal, the second goal uh, of the evening, third goal on the season, Tolvanen and McDonough uh, with the assist there, and that basically just sealed the deal. As soon as Nashville got that lead, they weren't going to give it up, and we kind of saw the game devolve into um, the the muck show in that third period because, you know, it was just literally we've seen it time and time again that the the predators will lock it down and mm -hmm. they'll will will play this dump and chase and very oh yeah, stagnant yeah the, the, the predators totally turtled for a good part of that third period and yeah. they have the players to do it mm -hmm. you're you're absolutely right and the structure to do it and and so now this is kind of going to be i think the book on the sharks is if you can score early on them and you know turtle it up a little bit you know you're going to be able to you're going to be able to extract some points off of this team. Yeah. And again, the Sharks have to show a little bit more um a little bit more fight, I think, and and I think we were seeing a little bit more fight back this afternoon, but again, it was still a team that's they, kind of getting pushed around. They finished the game better today than they did yesterday. Yesterday they they went down and they packed it in and they said, "Meh, whatever, we're done." Right? And I don't think they did that tonight. Right. Like again, I don't think like this, this team's game tonight, I don't think it was for lack of effort. Like, no. I do think like they played until they played from buzzer to buzzer tonight. I, I do believe that mm -hmm. they just don't have the horses yeah. and they don't have the margin for error that other teams are going to have. Right. So we'll go and we'll finish off the stats for this evening's game. The Predators with 18 shots on goal, 49% uh, on the faceoff. They are 0 for 3 on the power play. They took uh, 8 minutes worth of penalties, 33 hits, 23 blocks, and 8 giveaways over on the Sharks' side. Doing a great job with the shots on goal. 33 shots on goal, 51% faceoff percentage, 1 for 4 on the power play. They took 3 penalties tonight. For six minutes, 23 hits, 16 blocks, and nine giveaways. And your uh, goalie for this evening, uh, Kapokakinen, he had a 833 save percentage on 15 of 18 shots saved. Uh, if you look at Lankinen, he had a 939 percentage with 31 shots saved. Or excuse me, the 31 shots saved on 33 shots fired. So, again, the Sharks getting some good rubber to the net, getting good rubber in that third period, but goes to show you that there's just a lack of talent. And I think, well, the other thing, too, is like, obviously, again, we, we said how Nashville turtled, right? So they got a lot of shots, but we're a lot of a lot of the shots were one and done far out shots that uh, Lankinen could see most of the way in. Like there, I don't think... <sighs> Shots and quality shots are two different things, and I don't know how many quality shots the Sharks really had in that third period until things got really scrambly um, in the last few minutes. Yeah, 
yeah and and again i think just not enough there to to will in the next goal for the sharks unfortunately so the sharks drop both games of the global series to the nashville predators they will have the next week off and uh we'll get back to work on friday and uh ian i mean what are your takeaway from the from the first two games i mean i think my takeaways are lack continued lack of of scoring um, depth in the let's say second third lines and a complete lack of defensive depth um, you know past Mario Ferraro and Eric Carlson um, Vlasic I think has has done acquitted himself well but I still don't want him paying 20 minutes right? yeah I mean I, I think Vlasic again is another guy who I think has become an easy punching bag and for good reason uh, you know, again, you want to talk about money being spent on players. Um, you know, you could definitely look at Vlasic's, you can circle Vlasic's contract as well and um, raise an eyebrow at it. Um, but I don't think he's been, like, I don't think Vlasic's been, abs- like, he hasn't been dreadful. And maybe that's just because of the surroundings. So I don't know if it's like this blue line is so bad that Vlasic looks good or is Vlasic actually playing better so far. I don't know. I can't, I haven't decided yet. But I'm willing to think it could be either or. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I think if you're relying upon a player that's where he's at in his career with the amount of time that, that we've seen so far, this team is is not going to look good. I mean, this team, no. th- th- this team is going to be, I think, w- will fare worse than what we thought if they're that reliant upon Mark Edward Vlasic for, for that amount of time on the ice. So, again, we'll hopefully we can get Harrington back in. Um, See, but that's but Harrington's again, there's another guy like I don't think I take Harrington I, I, over Benning, though. But again, two of the same guy, like trying to play on your with your top defenseman. Right. Right. And, and I mean, I think this goes to show you that, you know, unfortunately, Ryan Merkley just wasn't ready to take a spot, but he he kind of needed to be. I mean, there there's if you look at the talent on that back end, there's there's a spot just in the lack of talent for him, for a guy like him to, to thrive and him not, you know, making it this season and starting with the Barracuda. Uh, that's 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 a little concerning you know and I think with where Ryan Merkley's at in his development arc you know you'd like for him to to start to be champing at the bit for a spot and yeah but the but Mike Greer like again like Mike Greer is trying to find this balance between you don't get to come up just because we have a spot and like so like, I understand what Mike Greer is trying to do here, right? But I think, like, when you look at some of these guys that he signed, he signed a lot of the same guy. And this is the problem with this blue line, mm-hmm. is it's bad. Because you have bad players on it. You have a bunch of guys that are the same guy trying to fill in the role of players that they have, that they can't fill the, the, the skates of, right? Like, <laughs> again... Brent Burns had to go, but they did nothing to replace Brent Burns. Not even a little bit. Right. We just found more Radim Shimmicks. Great. Right. So, you know, so so for a guy like Ryan Merkley, who I think would 
should be on this team. Like, I do believe he should be on this team. Now, maybe he didn't have the camp. Again, I'm not going to tell you how what kind of a preseason he has because the Sharks told me that preseason doesn't matter. I shouldn't care. We're going to show you a game if you're lucky. And if, you're, and if we do show it, then you should feel so damn fortunate that we decided to bless you with the ability to watch a preseason game. Right. Right? So I don't know how Ryan Merkley looked in the preseason. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Ryan Merkley had this amazing preseason. He should be on the team. Do I think skill-wise he should be on the team? Yes. But I didn't see the preseason. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, because I think I did a lot of this on Twitter as the season approached. And I realized, and, I, and you know, someone kind of slapped me out of it. And they're like, hey, you know, like, but but this is the situation. And it's like, you're right. And I'm just, you know, it's easy to come on here and tell you all about feels. Feels are great, but like if feels aren't based in reality, then what good are they? And so I can't tell you what kind of camp Ryan Merkley had. If the Sharks, maybe the Sharks felt that Ryan Merkley wasn't good enough to make the team right now. Okay, I I can accept that because, again, I can't dispute it. So I have nothing to do but take their word for it. Yeah. But if you look at this blue line and you look at the lack of puck moving defensemen and you don't think there's a place for Ryan Merkley on this team right now then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, and and, and again, I mean, you, you would you rather see Matt Benning or, or Ryan Merkley for 17 minutes? I mean, at this point, you know, you know what the Sharks are with, you know, the lack of depth and the lack of talent and the fact that there's a lot of, of money riding on certain players. It, in the way that you augment that is you have to augment it by lesser value contracts and by guys on their entry level and – you know, that's what Ryan Merkley is. And and again, I'd rather see a Ryan Merkley for 17 minutes than a Matt Benning. Uh, for sure. But again, like Ryan Merkley's got to do the work, though. He's got he has got to force his way onto this team because, again, you sign a bunch of guys that you think are valuable for whatever reason. Mike Greer did. And you don't sign guys to lose them to waivers. Uh huh. Right. Like we've 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 discussed this before. You don't sign guys to just throw on waivers when the season begins. Like that's just not the way you do business. So like Ryan Merkley has to kick the door down to get on this team. And so he's going to have to be good. Like, you know, and we talked to Nick Nolenberger on Wednesday and, you know, he can he mentioned like so far from what he's seen of Ryan Merkley, Ryan Merkley is not pouting. He's you know, he's handling everything in stride. And that's what you want to see. And hopefully you know, tonight, starting tonight, hopefully he gets in the lineup. But if he doesn't, when the regular season opens, Ryan Merkley will absolutely be in the Barracuda lineup. And it's on him now to kick down this door yeah. because he has to bake. He has to make himself so undeniable that Mike Greer says, OK, I've got to lose one of these guys to waivers mm-hmm. or risk losing one of these guys for waivers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think, you know, the pathway is is clear insofar as there's no talent in front of him right there there's no talent that that is that is in front of him on the depth chart no he just can clear he can clear waivers that's that's the difference right between him and matt benning and you know um enter guy here jacob magna another guy right Right. that's the difference between ryan merkley and those guys he can clear waivers he won't be lost if you send him to the hl these other guys could and you know, I know some people are going to be like, oh, man, you know, no one's going to claim Matt Benning. Guys, look at the number of guys that Mike Greer signed this year, right? Don't ever underestimate an NHL GM's lust for shitty defensemen. <laughs> uh, 
he's not wrong. Uh, quickly coming in from from uh, David Quinn. Thought tonight was a big improvement on last night. Was proud of the guys. It's disappointing because we shot ourselves in the foot. But again, how much of that was, you know, because of lineup decision versus, you know, actually uh, having a brain fart on the ice, right? I mean, you, you just look at the collection of players that they just put on there. And quite frankly, you know, I'm surprised that Nashville didn't score more. Yeah. And again, look, at I, I'm probably more heated than I should be right now, but it's like it's game two. Let's let's also remember it is game two. Like there is going to be lots of time for Mike Greer and for David Quinn to make adjustments here. Like he already like G- Quinn already made some adjustments. Now, do I think Noah Gregor's the, the to blame for a third line that also features, you know, uh, Benino and Matt Nieto? Probably not Gregor's fault, but. Again, like we did see adjustments so far, whereas like Bugner would have just rolled the same lineup again. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 right. And you know Tony Couture coming in with um, Micers biasing against smaller players. I, I don't buy that because one again, Mike Greer himself was a kind of a smaller stature player. I mean, he's not a big guy. And you also look at the guys that are playing right now, and you look at Kevin LeBanc, you look at uh, a, a guy like Oscar Limbaum. I mean, who who plays a smaller kind of game. I mean, so I yeah. I don't I don't think that that's uh, I don't think that that's necessarily the the right perspective to take on that. But there might definitely be a bias towards uh, more veteran players because you look at this lineup and there's always going to be a bias towards veteran players. There's always going to be a bias before bigger players. I mean, the, there's a saying that's been said a million times and it'll never stop being true. It's up to a big guy to prove that he can't, can't play in play the NHL and a small guy to prove that he can. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I guess that kind of leads and dovetails into the next portion of what the people want to kind of talk about in boards and Necky. I mean, do you see a potential for them to be on the uh, opening night roster uh, or opening night uh, touching the ice uh, on Friday? Or, or do you see them as, you know, still having to continue? No, I to think show they're going to both be in. I think they're both going to be in Iowa. Uh, to start the Barracuda season. Okay. Yeah, and um, again, I, and again, like, should they be? Probably. Um, and again, here, here's the thing, right? Again, I don't want to tell you based on feels because I didn't see the preseason games, so I don't know how they looked. Now, from everything that you read, it seems like Bortolo is. It seems like people are more confident that Bortolo was going to be on this lineup than Eklund at this point, and that's fine. Right. So if Eklund goes down, like, that's fine. Is Eklund more talented? Like, does Eklund have more raw talent than some of these guys that they're playing on the NHL roster now? Absolutely. But again, if, you know, I don't have if you're going to send to the Barracuda and let him force his way back up, that's fine. I'm fine with it. Um, Bortolo is a guy that I probably would have slotted in, um, especially like a guy like Lindblom, who has I thought he would look better tonight. But obviously, like based on his deployment yesterday, like. Quinn wasn't really happy with what he was seeing. I just want, again, I would like Couture to have stability, stability, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, yeah, the spinorama goal is sick for Eklund for sure. But again, like, so was Gushkin's hat trick, but that doesn't like, it, it's easy to overreact to one game. Right. Um, but again, like I have no, if these guys can force their way onto the lineup, then that's great. 
And if they play on the Barracuda, that's fine too. This team is ass. Yeah. And I understand how people are like, oh man, well, at least, you know, if Bordelow and Eklund were on the team, like they'd be a little more fun to watch, right? Like they might be a little more fun to watch. And sure, I, I can agree with that. I think if there was parts of this game last night, or last night, today, this afternoon, where I'm like, you know, if I'm watching this at, because again, I'm in the Eastern time zone, if I'm watching this at 1130 at night, like, uh, I might need to like set an alarm to make sure I wake up for the show. Um, yeah. so yeah, it would be, you know, uh, it would be exciting to have them on the team and, and doing their thing. I, I think, so I'm kind of surprised that Bortolo hasn't been given a look because again, I think Bortolo is a guy I think you could put with like a guy like Logan Couture and you could, you, you know, you might see something there, but if they go to the Barracuda man, well, guess what? I'm covering the Barracuda. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, Hot Wheel coming in, wasting a year of boards, ELC last year, just to keep him in the AHL seemed like a total waste. Yeah, but again, different, like, and and I agree with that point, and I'm glad he brought that point up. But at the same, like, it is, it does suck, right? But if Bortolo plays in the AHL this year, guess what? His next contract isn't going to be anything significant. So that burnt year is not going to mean much. Yeah, yeah, and and again, right. I think giving him giving him a good, um, you know, a good continuity in the season and understanding, you know, what it's going to be like to turn pro and stuff, I think is 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 valuable. And I don't I don't see last year as a burnt year. Um, how... I mean, it it seems like weird asset management, but again, Mike Greer didn't do that, right? So that's the other thing, right? And last year, like, the Sharks were missing so many bodies that they just needed anyone who could. Hold a stick, yeah. hold a stick to basically be on either the Sharks or the Barracuda. So I understood, um, you know, it, look, it, it made those last few games more a lot more bearable. Yes, so I think from <laughs> that perspective, like, yeah, is it is it weird asset management? For sure it is. But um, I think there's a lot worse things on this team you should lose sleep over than the burnt year for Bortolo. <laughs> well, you hear it. You hear here first, folks. You've got to. Uh, you got other things to worry about besides uh, the asset management uh, of the Sharks. Well, Ian, all right, taking a quick look at what we've got coming up next week. We've got the Blackhawks and Carolina. Um, Carolina is going to be the opening game. You're going to have Burnsy back at the tank. You're going to have that whole uh, hullabaloo. I mean, we'll probably see a standing ovation. We'll definitely see the the video uh, of of what Brent Burns has done. But man, look at like Brent Burns, like was a fan favorite for a reason. Right. And right. like, I never wanted Brent Burns to go because he was a bad player. Like, I don't think he's the player that he was before age does that to everyone. Like, I, and, and, and that being said, like, I still think, uh, Brent Burns is still a hell of a player. It wasn't, I didn't think the sharks would be better without Brent Burns. It's just, you had to start somewhere. And that was probably the most movable asset you had to start. Now, do I agree with how Mike Greer then turned around and used that cap space? No, but you know, I, I like I, that was where they had to start. Um, so I, I, I don't see why like Brent Burns should get a, should get a positive of reception from, from the SAP center. I mean, he, again, fan favorite guy and he was fan favorite for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Burnsy, I think will, will be, probably be emotional you know and it'll probably be um you know something that will take him a, a period or two to kind of get acclimated again but you know i i think the sharks 
they're 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 an organization that does well by its former players, right? So I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see anything different in the present. No, no, no. Where... He's he's gonna get he's gonna get the whole kit and caboodle, and he deserves it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I guess for on the ice, shifting more towards the ice, Ian. I mean, what what does this team kind of have to do to um, continue to progress forward? I mean, we we saw some good. Um, habits being formed today and yesterday um but again i mean this team still looks like not a cohesive attack one lines one through four and not really good defensive positioning you know defensive sets one through three i think is it is it more polish and more kind of like mini camp in this next week or i think so i think here's the other thing too right like and here's the thing that we do have to keep in mind as we're as we're just tearing everything down. <laughs> it's a new coach. Yeah. It's a new system. Like this, this you, Rome's not built in a day. Like I'm not saying that 20 games in they're going to be a significantly better team because Quinn's system is going to be, you know, oh my god, the greatest thing to hit, you know, the ice ever in San Jose. But it's going to take some time for all of that to kind of flesh out and kind of see what we have. Like. It's so I mean it's it's hard to like again it's game two it's an eighty two game season there's still a lot we haven't seen yet I think there's gonna there 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 has to be time for systems to kind of be better put in place and you know better adjusted to by the players and I think eventually the you know look at David Quinn so far again made a couple of switches around it, uh, in the lineup tonight. Um, hopefully that continues. Hopefully he, you know, he's not afraid to tinker around until he finds something that works is what works for him is, you know, is, is what works for him going to lead this team to being a, you know, a a playoff team. I don't think so, but I, I just think this is, there's a, there's a lot left in this book We're we're on chapter one for sure. For sure. And that with that being said, uh, I think we are going to uh, start to wrap this up in case you missed it or you want to check us out again. Catch us across all the social media websites, that being the YouTube replay. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, the SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Audacity, and always available at tealtownusa.com. Smash those likes, subscribe, and hit the little bell notification for any notifications on when we go live. But as you already know, we go live after every Sharks game. Ian, it was a pleasure, and uh, just want to give you uh, final thoughts and uh, where the people can find you. Final thoughts. Uh, one, um, obviously, look at. Uh, I know I kind of made a comment to, in probably not the best way. Uh, Pucknologist is tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific. You should definitely tune in and watch. I like to give AJ a hard time. I, again, the Eric Carlson discourse annoys me. Um, so I probably took a shot that I shouldn't have taken there. Watch Pucknologist. It's going to be a good show. Um, you can also uh, check out um, if, again, the Barracuda, they are going to be playing a uh, preseason game uh, in about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, if you want any more information about the Barracuda, look going into the season, me and Kevin sat down with Nick Nolenberger. You should definitely go and check that out also on our channel. Um, other than that, though, man, like I said, there's uh, the, the early results aren't good, but there's there's a lot of hockey left in the season as good or bad as that may be. Um, 
I appreciate all you guys tuning in and everything. And so we'll, we will see you next time. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be going through like we have in previous seasons. This is of course season number nine and, uh, we will be going after every single show. So keep an eye out for us. Keep an eye out for the Pucknologists on Sunday and, uh, check out those awesome, awesome interviews that we've got up. Uh, Ian doing a smash up job with, uh, Nick Nolenberger and really getting a good idea of what the what the prospect scene is looking like for the sharks this barracuda team is going to be a lot of fun like if if the sharks are are, are making your heart sad like the i mean again it's your money but like the the home and away package for the ahl team if you're not local and, and can't go isn't that pricey in my opinion i know the quality the hl quality of streams isn't that great but like i think this team's going to be a lot of fun i think you as a hockey fan especially as a Sharks fan, I think you'll do yourself a disservice if you ignore the, the AHL product this year. For sure. For sure. we got a new arena and got to got to check out and support the, uh, the baby Sharkies. That's for sure. I mean, if you can get to Texas arena, you should do that. Too. But if you're, <laughs> but if you're like me and that's not an option, the AHL package for just, if you just go the home and away for the Barracuda, it's a good deal. Yeah. Check it out for sure. And uh, if you haven't already, uh, please like and subscribe like i had said before and uh, you can catch me across all the social media platforms using my first name that's e-r-i-k last name l-a-n-d-i come check me out and uh again check out pucknologists on sunday evening for all of us here at teal town usa keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal thanks everybody and we'll see you after the next game